Hello, everyone. This is Xander Brothel with the Revenue Growth Architects podcast by CS2. Joining me today is Christy Fusco, Director of Marketing Operations here at CS2. Thank you so much for joining us today, Christy. How are you? Hello. Good. How are you? I am doing really well. Today, we are talking about everybody's dream, and that is getting your projects supported, right? How do you go about getting buy-in to get projects accomplished within your organization? And it's something that I think we all struggle with. Everybody has their own unique ways that they go about it. But Christy, I know today you've prepared some some good ways that people can go about getting this buy-in. Yeah, so um, we're not in-house, so it might be a little weird to talk about like getting buy-in for projects because you know we're working directly with clients, but a lot of times we do have to help our clients get buy-in for their projects because they're working on certain things and um, maybe it's just not a priority to other people. So some of the ways we help um, clients get buy-in is by helping them tie their projects to key business objectives um by marketing their wins internally and by developing relationships and all kind of those are kind of the three main um things and we can kind of dive into each of those individually fantastic yes uh really key key ways to break this down so the first one tying your project to key business objectives um you know how do you go about doing that what's the what where, where do i start yeah. So if you think about something like, I know, lead life cycle funnels, hot topic um, right now that you guys have talked on the podcast about too, um, something like that, it might just seem like a marketing thing. Like, what does this really even mean? But when you talk to leadership or other um, areas of the business and tell them, hey, this is actually going to be able to make us know where to put our dollars, like, um, budgeting, setting goals, that kind of thing. When you put it in that perspective, I think it just helps everyone understand like the purpose of the project more. So rather than, hey, I want to do a lead life cycle, we could phrase it more of, hey, I want to do a project that's going to allow us to figure out which campaigns to run kind of thing. For sure. Um, Prior to that, oftentimes what I like to do is try and get any data that I have access to to prove out that there's currently a problem with that. Have you had any success doing that with any of these projects? Well, I think if you find um, the biggest pain points among your like coworkers or stakeholders, that's a good way. Um, Like it's not like tangible data, but you could just do a quick, a quick survey to uh, people you work with and like, be like, what are your top pain points? And now, you know, everyone's top pain points and you can like tie a project directly to those pain points. And so that helps those people feel like they actually have a stake in the project too. For sure. Um, Should I, you know, should I communicate this informally? Is this best served with like a presentation? What have you found to work best? Yeah. So that kind of goes along with um, my next bullet point, which is marketing your wins internally. Um, because I've found that when you have something like a roadmap that you can actually share with people, um, and they can see your top priorities, that is a great way to get buy-in and, and let everyone know like what exactly you're doing too. Um, and it can also protect your time because people, people know what you're working on, but For sure. 
but yeah, I mean, when you're trying to um, tie those wins, put that put that in your roadmap. Say project number one, lead life cycle, growing revenue or whatever. You know, put it in the title of the of the project. Um, that way, when people look at your roadmap and everything, they know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You actually put together a really good template for us to use at CS2. I've been using it a lot for projects with my clients. Um, can you walk through that template that you that you have where you kind of highlight like, where are we at? Where are we going? Why are we going there? Yeah. Um, so it's a roadmap template. And basically what you do is list off your project and then the pain points around them in the next column and then the key wins that you expect. Um, and so people then know, okay, why are we doing this project? Because we're feeling all these pain points. And then, um, the wins is like, where are we going to be after this project is done? And how is that going to, going to directly affect people? Yeah. When I, when I shared that with one of my stakeholders, I got multiple responses of this was so helpful the way that you laid it out. Thank you. And it's like, it's projects that I had been explaining in conversation in, in weekly syncs. They knew that we were recommending to do a specific project, but like until they really saw what was being solved and what the outcomes were going to be, that's where it really clicked. So probably could have saved myself a bunch of conversations had I just set that up in the first place. And it's always a good reminder to go back to, you know, very clear communication up front to get those to get that buy in. Exactly. And I think when we're living in the like marketing ops world, we can get kind of like narrowed in on like the details of how to exactly do something. It's like, okay, how am I going to do it? What list do I need to set up? What operation, like, you know, um, all the really minute details of how to do something and you kind of forget, okay, let's zoom out and see what, what is the purpose of what, why we're actually doing that? Because when you communicate that to people, that's when they get it. I feel like. Sure. And I think that we've spoken about this on previous episodes, but I always think that it's worth revisiting. What are some of the what are some of the different categories of wins that you can think through? Oftentimes, I just always go back to, well, how is this going to bring in more revenue? But I know yeah. that there's that that is one piece of many pieces that you can tell a, a more complete story. Yeah. So, of course, everyone's like number one goal for the business is going to be revenue. But um, also think through like your buyer experience, like how is this project going to make your buyer experience better? Um, for example, if you have like a form complete, um, something that will let people bypass the form or schedule meetings faster, it's like that's imp directly improving their experience with you as a company by making things easier. Um, so buyer experience is a big one to think about in really all aspects of, of what you're doing. Um, and another one is efficiency. So time is money. Um, anytime you can um, make things more efficient and reduce the time it takes to do things, uh, that's going to be a win for the company as well. Absolutely. It, it's, it's difficult to really tie it to a dollar amount, but if you can, that's really yeah. great. If you can say there's seven people doing this process, it's currently taking an hour. If we reduced it down to 30 minutes, it's going to save X amount of time annually. That's a whole head count. Like the more that you tie those things together, the better, right? Yeah. And I mean, you might not have those before the project, but even if you can get those kind of numbers after the project, and then um, communicate that to everyone. Like for example, 
a speed to lead project, right? Where we're like controlling our order of operations and taking the time um, from someone filling out a form to sales being able to work them. Um, so it could be that it takes 15 minutes to process through all of your things before it gets in sales hands. And with one client, actually, we reduced it by seven minutes, with, so half. Um, and then when after the project, when you're able to say, hey, we did this project and we actually reduced the time by half, which seven minutes, yeah, it doesn't seem that long, but it could make or break um, a sale in you know, some cases. So um, that, that kind of goes along with sharing those wins with, with everyone. So they know what you're doing. They know how these projects are helping to improve um, the whole experience and everything. That's fantastic. There's one more category that I always like to highlight as well, which is raising visibility into data. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that it may not immediately affect the customer. It may not immediately affect the revenue, but by bringing additional insights into the conversation, you then can continue to improve those things. Um, and oftentimes, like when, when I'm starting with a new client, it's usually a executive leader who's saying, I need reporting. They come to us for help and it's like, well, here's all the underlying framework that you have to build out to get to that reporting. So we will get you that reporting. We will get you that predictability, but we have to do this work in, in order to accomplish that. So if you can tie it to some of those deliverables, that also helps um, because yeah. it's a huge pain point for so many leaders of, I don't know what's happening within my organization and I need visibility into that. Yeah. Even if you can like create like a mock report, like this is the type of report we would be able to get if we had this data, makes it a little more, more tangible of, of why you're going to be get, doing that project. Um, 100%. So, yeah. And then always end that project with a report. We always say that. And sometimes exactly. it doesn't happen. And if you don't have a report, the project probably never actually got done uh, as far as the executives are concerned. So definitely something to start with getting the buy-in and then finishing out with those wins. Um, so let's double click a little bit into the wins and communicating those effectively. Uh, you know, how do you, how do you recommend going about that? Yeah. So, I mean, what you said about the report is um, showing reports for every project is a really good one um, because often like in marketing ops, we can go day to day, just like chugging along through things and never like taking the time to, show the results of what we did. Um, so it could be through a report that just shows the data you got. It could be through um, something like a QBR, a quarterly business review, where you're taking people through all of the projects you worked on. Um, it could even just be an email that says, hey, this is what we did. This is the results we saw. Um, just really making sure you are communicating it every chance you get. Um, and then people will start to develop trust and be like, wow, this person, every project they do, they show me these great results or, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I think that that helps a lot. Absolutely. I know when I think about QBRs that a marketing team does, if marketing ops isn't a part, is not currently a part of that QBR, try to get involved. Um, because that's a great way for you to get visibility across the organization. They're usually attended by 
executive leadership, maybe sales leadership, maybe customer success. So it's really a great way to be able to highlight what your team is doing, especially because you're, you're collaborating with most of those organizations anyway, most of those departments either way. But sometimes you just need to do that even internally. So that's where like an email newsletter, as you mentioned, can, can come in handy. Um, yeah, it can protect your job too. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, and everyone's worried about layoffs and everything. Um, do, doing things to highlight your wins, even on a personal level, I think uh, is good. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you always want to be the first person that somebody thinks of in a positive way by showing the the results of your work. And there's many people who don't either have that opportunity or take that opportunity. So definitely mm -hmm. step up uh, where that is concerned. You mentioned earlier on the roadmap and making that public. How how what are some ways that people can always ensure that the team is aligned on what the roadmap is? Um, well, if you have a project management tool, that's a great way to do it. Um, but if you're kind of like forced into a project management tool that maybe doesn't work for those purposes, I mean, something like a simple spreadsheet, even um, just some sort of living document that's kept up to date that people know when they go to it, they're going to see um, status updates, they're going to see dates, um, target dates, and all of that. And keeping that document in a place where people can find it and access it easily. Um, so like, I like a lot of times on Slack, if you use Slack or if, you know, people listening use Slack, there's the pinned things at the top or the bookmarks. I like to put bookmarks on channels. So if you had like a marketing ops channel, you could put a little bookmark for your, your roadmap there. Um, or if you have a company knowledge base too, um, and you have like a little like, um, page for your area, you can put it there too. Yeah, for sure. And then of course, if you're doing monthly newsletters or anything, like the more that you can, you almost have to like feed it to people, right? Yeah. So if you get a request, that's your opportunity to say, here's the roadmap. If you get something else, here's the, here's the opportunity to share that information. So it's a, yeah, it's a look point. backwards along with the look forwards. And I also feel like the roadmap can help you get buy-in for future projects, because if there's something that's coming down the road in Q4 that you have to have work done for in Q3, you can kind of leverage that knowledge as well. And you're painting a more complete picture, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and like, you know, you could say, hey, this like it's all like building blocks, you know, hey, this project is going to allow us to get to this point um, down the roadmap or Maybe there's even a tool that could help you speed things up, or maybe it's um, trying to get buy-in to bring on a contractor, an agency even, um, to work through those roadmap projects quicker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the third pillar that we were talking about is developing relationships. Yes. Where do we go? Where do we start from there? Um. Yeah, so, I mean, I just think about it like, if you are helping people and developing those relationships, um, they're going to want to help you achieve your things um, too. So I think it's just kind of going out of your way to support people like when you maybe don't have to um, and just taking the time to get to know people and what their goals are individually. Um, and then you'll have people in your corner when, when it comes to things you want to do. 
do you do these like engagements informally, formally? What's uh, what's kind of a good approach to take? Like, let's say that let's say that I'm I'm a part of a larger organization and I don't have a close relationship with the head of marketing, right? I'm a marketing ops leader, maybe new in the role, and I don't have that relationship yet established with my executive. Yeah, I mean, it might require going way out of your comfort zone and just kind of getting on these people's calendars and saying, hey, I'd really like to know, get to know you and what you're trying to do um, and the goals you have for your job or your department or whatever it is. And taking time to talk to people one on one, I think, is really important. Um, but again, like it, I know for me, it would be hard to kind of go out of my comfort zone and do that. But I think you'll find that people actually really like that. They like sharing what they're doing um, with other people who are interested in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I know a lot of times when you're sitting in an operations team, you, you, you're insulated, right? You're working on a lot of stuff, but maybe you have a leader that's above you that's kind of playing in between. Maybe it is, maybe you are that person, but you're still kind of like outside of the loop. And I know for me, when I was taking over my first marketing ops organization, it was, it was really important to establish that relationship, right? And, and yes, that first message to them saying, hey, I'd love to share with you the roadmap. I'd love to get an understanding of where your priorities are at to make sure that we're aligned. Like what leader isn't going to love that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's and it's kind of maybe a little bit more intimidating. And, and maybe you have a great relationship with your current leader of your department, but maybe you don't have that relationship built across to the sales team or to the finance exactly. team yeah. or to success or wherever you might need to be building these relationships. I just encourage you to, you know, step out of your comfort comfort zone, listen to them first. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier and everybody loves to talk about their own things. So it's exactly. a lot, it's a lot more uh, attainable. And then you can really start to build that like, Hey, I'm working on this. I can see how these two things can fit together. And now you're all of a sudden building up a coalition. Yeah. I mean, and just being curious about what people are doing too. Like, even if you just maybe aren't going out of your way to go on a one-on-one -on -one call, but you're on a call with other people and you have some time to chit chat, then that could be an opportunity to say, Hey, like, you know, what's, what's the latest thing on your mind? Like, what's your high priority item right now? It doesn't have to be a whole formal thing. Um, just asking people questions and stuff, I think goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, if you're doing like a regular sync where maybe it's updates, mm -hmm. oftentimes you can just get into this realm of like, here's the projects that we're working on. Mm -hmm. Take five minutes to ask everybody, like, what's the number one pain point that you have right now? It's like a really good way to reconnect with people. And, you know, now you're all of a sudden capturing what's top of mind for folks. And maybe there's something that is on your roadmap or could be on your roadmap that could help to solve those problems. And it's kind of getting back to the supporting others, even when they're not expecting it. Yeah. I mean, several times, um, even recently, just by asking questions like that and like just seeing how people are doing, you learn information that maybe you wouldn't have had before. Um, and that can having all that kind of background knowledge that can make you do your job better as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my, my general recommendation here is, is formalize this wherever you can. I had recently mm -hmm. saw a LinkedIn post that was kind of talking about that where, you know, it's one thing to, I have this project, maybe it's a, maybe it's a new tool that I need. 
you can say all of the things about the about the company you can say how you're going to go about building it all of those pieces but without having like a formal project plan and a formal business request like you're not going to be able to move it forward no matter the size of your organization if you're a super small startup you still have to be able to show this is what it's ultimately going to get us in the end um so i highly encourage you to take that time to really put your thoughts onto paper preemptively build up those relationships and it's going to go a lot further. Yeah. As like a, a documentation lover, I'm now envisioning some sort of like request template where you have everything lined up um, when you're like putting in a request to do something or a tool. Um, so maybe, maybe I'll have to create something like that. <laughs> oh yes. And, and that's actually something that can be shared with others who are trying to build, you know, build yeah. their own business request, right? Mm -hmm. um, I loved having that because every every time that a new tool came up, like it was always, hey, we're going to work on this as, the, as our next project. And you're like, but I don't know how it aligns to anything. And I'm going to go to finance right. and they're going to be asking all of these questions. Just get it formalized. Help other people formalize their ideas. Yeah. Um, Especially when people have like shiny ob object syndrome and just want to <laughs> like pounce on the next newest thing. Um, Maybe if they took the time to fill something like that out, they could be like, oh, well, I guess this really, we don't really need this right now. Or maybe we can push this down the roadmap a little bit. Exactly. Um, I remember when I was, when I was sitting on the IT side and, you know, you would get somebody who would come back from a trade show and it would okay. be like, here's the five new tools that I want. And you're like, okay, okay. It's just, that's just a new tool now. Let's really start to formalize this. Um, so yeah, Christy, uh, as the lover of documentation, that would be super helpful. <laughs> yeah, coming right up. <laughs> Any other closing thoughts or anything that you want our audience to really take away with them today? Um, I think just when you are... Um you know, working on your day-to-day -day projects, um, you can a lot of times just get, get sucked into it. And I'm just kind of trying to encourage people to like take a step back, um, think about how everything fits into the bigger picture and maybe even like put, put your, um, you know, just business hat on instead of like your marketing hat and think about what makes sense um, from a business perspective and I think it'll it'll go a long way and it'll help um, it'll help you get closer to leadership because leadership is often thinking about those big um, big picture goals. So it could be a career enhancer as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Christy, great advice for our audience today. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Um, yeah. It's good to first have you episode, back. On. I mean, first episode I've been on individually, so I might have to come back and share some other topics now that I've uh, got my feet wet with this one. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. I know that you've done a few group podcasts, um, right. but definitely uh, a good voice to have on and you are welcome back anytime. So let's figure out some other topics to share with the group. You've been working on some really fun stuff here at CS2 and you've been working with some great clients. So I know that there's a lot to share. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks so much for having me. Um, great to chat. And we'll talk soon. Sounds great. And thank you for listening to the Revenue Growth Architects podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a colleague, give it a review. We really greatly appreciate it. Thank you and have a great day.